Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and I'm so happy you are here today. Thank you for turning into our show, which I have gleefully dubbed the Half Hour Happy Hour. As usual, I'm sending good vibes to the audience, and I hope this episode, this one right here, inspires you to make a difference in your neighborhood and community. After all, our time on this earth is limited. We all have a shelf life, a limited time offer. We're only here right now. And it's your life, so do something positive with it. That is the theme of this show, and I hope with the stories and what we're going to talk about, you get inspired to do something. I feel like that meme, the weird, crude, crudely drawn stick man with the stick going, do something, do it, do it. Do it, Picardi Coke. Do it. No, I'm just kidding. Do something, though. Let's go. Let's go, lifers. So in case you're new to small-scale life, you're probably going, who is this guy? What is this all about? So we are all about building a simple life through gardening and homesteading. We're all about homegrown food, do-it-yourself, and how-to projects. Since our first post, we've always wanted to inspire you to learn, do, grow, and be a little better every day. We live by that. I mean, we're not perfect. We got to we gotta work on ourselves. So that's really the, the gist of this podcast. We love gardening. We love doing stuff around the house. Love having some adventures, too. So I'm glad you're here. Welcome to our show. This is the 154th, 154th episode of the Small Scale Life Podcast. Isn't that amazing? That just blows me away if you really think about it. That's a lot of podcasts. And it, we had some real humble beginnings. This is our fourth year of the blog and and almost the same podcast. And it's just amazing. I mean, we started smallscalelife.com in 2015. So this project is four years old. And I have to admit that I'm more excited about what I'm working on and talking about today than than ever before. I mean, I love gardening and I love a lot of the topics we've talked about, but this one really got me going and I can't wait to share it with you. By the end of this episode, I hope you'll catch some of that excitement and start your own journey and we'll talk about that. So I titled this podcast episode, It's Your Life, Do Something Positive With It. So before we begin, I wanted to thank some of our crew, some of our lifers out there. Um, there's some really great people in our Small Scale Life Facebook group and our uh, that interact on our Small Scale Life Facebook page. And I've been meaning to do this for a while. You know, I just usually get so darn focused and excited and, and rolling with the content and the fun stuff. Uh, but but this is really important. This is really important. So sometimes as a podcaster and a blogger, you wonder if your message your message is resonating or if you're you feel like sometimes you're a wild eyed mangy prophet on the corner screaming into the air. And that's the way I feel sometimes, you know, but I'm so thankful for the interactions of the small scale life Facebook group and our members there. And I wanted to personally thank a bunch of the lifers, a bunch of the members. Uh, those people are like Anne LeClaire. Joshua Butts, John Matheson, Adam Rick, Linda Jackson Wills, Christopher Paul Kozlak, I hope I got that right, Daniel Bochris, Jason Gray, Janie Moore Hansen, Eric Rosendahl, Amy Dingman, Terrence Lehew, Alyssa, Alyssa Olson, and of course, the great 
Captain Lumber Squatch, Greg Burns, for their comments and contributions. I mean, they are the folks that really are interacting a lot in the group and on the page, and and it's more than just a scroll past and, and lurking. They are actually engaging and leaving a message or leaving some positive comments or or helping some other folks in the group. And if I mispronounced your name, I, I apologize. I guess I got to stop having this drinky drink right here. You know what I mean? But no, I really do appreciate everybody in the group. I and mean, we've got almost 600 members there and, and a lot of people lurk. But I really am thankful for the people that are engaging and providing some of that uh, some of that commentary that, okay, we can do this or we can talk about that or we can adjust here and, and providing some constructive feedback when necessary. It's really great. So I do appreciate. Thank you all, my friends. I really do appreciate it. And it is amazing that we've connected all these people through a podcast and a blog. Who thought this was even possible, right? So I do have a special announcement. So this is kind of a first, and I would like to announce a member of the month, and this is for participation in our Small Scale Life group on our Small Scale Life page, and that person is Terry Otto. Terry has been so supportive and shared so much over the past year. She has done a great job, and I know that life can be rough, I know life can be tough. She's always positive. And here is an example of one of her comments. It was a post in a podcast last week about the end of my garden season where I had a complete failure, lost everything due to frost and snow. But she had a great comment at the end of that podcast in the Small Scale Life Group. And she said, that was a great story, a good story. Maybe in your mind, it was a failure. But for me, it was a lift. It's weird, I know. But you didn't fail. Maybe a small, uh-oh, but she did awesome. We learn from our mistakes. I learn something every year. I've been gardening for years, too. It all worked out, dot, dot, dot. So <laughs> that's just cool, right? Wow, it's outstanding. And that's just an example of how positive she is all the time. So I appreciate her post when she posts something from her garden or she interacts. And I just wish her the best. I'll be reaching out and sending a token of my appreciation. Thank you so much, Terry. You're awesome. Congratulations on being an outstanding member of our community here at Small Scale Life. Thank you for being a great lifer. We're so happy you are part of our community. And thank you, one and all, for being part of the homegrown Small Scale Life community, for listening to the podcast, for commenting, uh, reading the blog post, reading news from around the bend, you know, weighing in, sometimes being interviewed on the show. I mean, a lot of those people I listed off have been guests on the show or will be guests in the near future. So thank you all. Thank you for being here. And uh, Terry, you are the member of the month. Great job. Great job. So our first one. How, how cool is that? Sometimes I move a little slow, but I'm glad that we're starting to do that. It's it's kind of cool. And, and I really do appreciate all of our members and folks that provide comments. So let's talk about today's topic. It's your life. Do something positive with it. In my travels and with the Small Scale Life podcast, I've been inspired by people who have who I've interacted with over the past four years. There are people in this world that are quietly making a difference right where they live, and you never know it. They're just very they're working away diligently, quietly, and they are making that difference, making their community just a little bit better. You might never hear about them or pay attention to them unless you're someone like me 
that asks him to be on the show. So I have some examples here of people in our community that are doing some really good things. And as you know, I don't need to tell you this. This world can be such a dark place, even in a land of plenty like the United States. We There are dark corners. There's dark things happening. People are pretty pessimistic at times. And yet we have these shining points of light that are out there doing what they do, serving the community, helping others in need, and making their surroundings just a little bit better. They are building something. They're building incredible momentum right where they're at. And they're using that service to other for others to serve as a foundation for this momentum they're building. So I have some examples, just people that I've witnessed, things I've seen over the past four years at Small Scale Life. And if I, this is not an all-inclusive list. There are people out there doing things I don't even know about. They're part of this community. They've been just quietly working along. But these are people that I've just witnessed in my travels or in the Small Scale Life podcast. So First example is in Menasha, Wisconsin. I was there earlier this year for my job, and I watched as a father and his young son started picking up trash in their in their neighborhood. They walked up to the crossing. They were together, all smiles. They had gloves on. They had trash bags, and they just got to work. They were picking up garbage right alongside the road. They had big smiles. They were very positive. It was such a bonding experience. I left them with my card. I left them with some activity books. I had a nice conversation with them. They just had such a great attitude. I don't know if they're listening. I didn't get the person's name. There was no news cameras there. There was no social media. It was just a guy and his son doing the job. And maybe they're listening. I hope you are. If you are, reach out to me. But it was very cool. And this this example is stuck in my mind over and over and over in the past few months. And I've just been waiting for an opportunity to talk about it. Doing something positive doesn't have to be such a grandiose thing. It can be just a simple thing like picking up the trash. I think that was really cool. So kudos to those folks. Thumbs up. Way to go. Way to make your neighborhood just a little bit brighter and better. Next example is in Bloomington, Minnesota. A small company just just recently got together with some other small businesses in their complex and held a blood drive together. I mean, these are some people that work together, yes, but there's other people in the complex that they don't even know, but said yes. They put their hands up, said yes, I will give blood. They got 26 people to give blood, including a client or two. So yes, some of these people that uh, this company is serving, they came in and decided to give blood too. I think that is just such a great stuff and a great story. So good on you. Good job, Julie. Good job, Lori and the BBFG crew. You know who I'm talking to. And yes, that is Jules, my lovely bride. So good job, Jules. Good job, Lori, for organizing it. This was a really good thing. So well done. Another great example is in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. A homesteader and his family have a simple neighborhood pantry in their front yard. And this, and the philosophy for this neighborhood pantry is simple, and it is this. So Shayla's small pantry was started to help out their local community by bringing everyone together and helping the neighbors shop locally. So they had to name it. Uh, they had to pick a name for it. So they named it after their youngest daughter, Shayla who is diagnosed with Down syndrome at birth. She is the sweetest girl in the whole wide world and just gives love to everyone she meets. So we try to do, we try and do the same. Everything in Shayla's small pantry is by donation. If you don't have money, but you need some uh, supervised free reign eggs, just take them. If you don't get paid until Friday, but need some fruits or vegetables for dinner, take them today, drop off the money when you have it. If you're rich and want to donate to the cause, 
and take something with you for feel free. We just want to return the love that Shayla shares with us each and every day. That is so cool. So thank you, JKS Homestead. That's Joshua Butts and his family for doing this. This is such an inspiration. And I've been thinking about doing this as well from in my neighborhood because there's some folks that probably don't get greens, don't don't have access to them. Uh, we do kind of live close to, eh, it's not quite a food desert, but the, the grocery store is a little ways away. And I know there's some folks that don't drive in the neighborhood. So I've been thinking about doing this in my neighborhood as well. I mean, I can grow this stuff, so why not put it out there for everybody to enjoy? And when I, I just couldn't believe it when I saw it on the JKS Homestead Facebook page. And it's just exactly what I've been thinking about. So good on you guys. Way to go. I know that uh, Joshua was involved with cleaning up Hamburg and, you know, doing the same thing, picking up trash and everything. So they're doing some really good things there. And uh, good job, guys. That is just such an inspiration. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, a pantry at the Small Scale Life Little Library that Jules built, too. That would be a super cool thing. Feed your mind, feed your body. I think that is awesome. Here's another story. Buffalo Valley, Tennessee. A coffee roaster, podcaster, and a couple of motivated veterans raise money for the Dark Horse Lodge in Tennessee. This is a new lodge, a new retreat for our veterans. It's a place where they can come together and heal. A lot of folks have PTSD. They just need to be around other vets to talk about things and work things out. And... um, this is an effort that Nicole Sauce from Living Free in Tennessee, a tactical redneck, he's a friend of hers, and then another gentleman named Kurt Duggar who was flying across Tennessee in his, uh, you know, it's not an ultralight, but it's something different. But uh, he was flying across Tennessee to raise money for this effort. So Nicole's got her holler roast, a special blend of holler roast coffee with money going to this project. And then the gentleman flying across Tennessee, he was raising money and awareness as well. So as a dad of a combat veteran, I know the importance of this all too well, way too well. And I just cannot express the words of gratitude for these folks doing that and providing that for our veterans. There's a lot of people that come back from deployments, from combat that need this kind of thing. So it's just amazing. And if you want to know more about the Dark Horse Lodge Project, you can get the link at Small Scale Life. It's in the show notes. Uh, you can also go to Holler Roast. I'm sure you can get some more of that coffee. I have to actually look into that. I don't know if that promotion's done or not. But Dark Horse Lodge has a Facebook page. They are taking donations. If you feel if you feel it, look into this. I think it's a really good idea. And uh, and hats off to Nicole Tactical Redneck and others and Mr. Duggar for doing this. I think it's great. Then we moved to Dallas, Texas. And we just had a podcast recently with my man, Drew Demler, down there. He and his folks at Big Tech, his fellow uh, workers at Big Tech's Urban Farm, they are working hard to grow one million meals for their community. So Big Tech's Urban Farm is in a literal food desert. There are no grocery stores in their neighborhood, and it is an economically distressed area. So the team is pushing the envelope with hydroponic systems, and they are trying to nourish the people in their community and teach them how to grow their own food. It is a great concept. It's a great effort. 
And um, they are not only growing the food, but they're making the connections with their community to distribute the food to that hungry community. That's one issue that a similar, well, a smaller scale operation was running into in the Twin Cities is they could not distribute the food to the neighborhoods. They did not have the connections. You can grow everything you want, but as all of my urban gardeners or urban farmers and market farmers know, if you can't distribute it, it's going to rot. So this is a huge effort. So happy for Drew. It was a great podcast. He's just got so much energy and it blows me away every time I see Drew post on it on Facebook or Instagram, what they're doing and all the connections they're making. So I just hats off. Good on you, Drew and the big techs crew. You know, if you want to learn more about Drew Demler and the Big Tech's Urban Farm, check out the article and podcast episode at Small Scale Life. The link's in the show notes. You can go to archives and find it. It wasn't too long ago, but you can listen to it wherever podcasts are are available. So check that out. Meanwhile, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, my good friend Michael Jordan. Maybe you've heard him on the Survival Podcast on the Expert Council. Maybe you've seen his videos in the Underground Meadery or <laughs> Michael working with beehives. Uh, he works with youth at local school and teaches them about bees, about honey, about business and life. What you don't know is MJ, while he's doing that at school, he's also feeding kids in his neighborhood. He's just an amazing guy that's just quietly doing great things in his community and just being the lighthouse. And I wish you all had a chance to meet this guy. He's a great guy, just top notch. We had him on a guest, as a guest on the Small Scale Life podcast a long time ago. I need to have him back on. He's always got a spot. I would always love to talk to MJ. And he makes some really good mead. So if you want to learn about bees, Check out MJ at the Bee Friendly Company on Facebook and also the Underground Meadery on Facebook and YouTube. So he will teach you how to make great mead. But beyond that, he's just a great guy. He's got a huge heart and he knows. He knows what he's doing and he's just a lighthouse for his community in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Meanwhile, we have we're back in Dallas again. Yes, jumping around the country and Spooner, Wisconsin, which is about seventy miles south of Duluth, or Duluth and Superior. So there's two special people in my life in my circle that are working with their local schools to teach the students the joy of gardening, and it really is a joy. I mean, man. I love it. It's a great stress reliever. I've learned so much by gardening. And these two are doing just a great job. So they realize that gardening builds confidence. It, it builds those skills to grow his or her, her own food for a student. I mean, it's just so much to learn. So I got to give um, Nikki Halverson and Michael Bell, my man, Michael Bell, uh, so many props for doing what they're doing. They're doing solid work with the students in their schools and showing them how to grow food. So just good people doing great things. The list goes on and on and on. And if I didn't if I didn't recognize you, doesn't mean you're not doing things. You are doing good things, too. I am just scratching the surface here. So the bottom line is that these people are doing great things for their community in their own special ways with their own special talents. They're using their resources, their skills, their expertise, their money, and most importantly, the time to make a difference, right? And I bet you if you asked them, they would tell you that they just that they realize somewhere along the line that they have one life to live. And they want to do something positive with it and make their community just a little bit better. And these people are just an inspiration. There needs to be like a hall of heroes for these folks. And I know they're all humble and they wouldn't want the attention, but I'm giving them a little props now. 
And maybe you're doing something cool too, right? Maybe you're doing something cool. Let me know. I would love to know. We could talk about that here. You could be a guest on the show or I could just have an, I could have a part two of this. I would love to do that. So you're probably sitting there going, well, you're talking about all these people doing positive things. What are you doing, man? <laughs> well, that's a good question. It's a really good question. So let's talk a little bit about some things that I've got rolling around in my brain. And as Julie says, I do have my squirrel moments where I'm thinking about one thing and I see something go, whoa, squirrel, work. you know, I'm, I'm shooting off in a different direction. But I've been doing a lot of thinking and um, and I know Amy Dingman, Michael Bell, my circle of friends, Jules, they know that I've been kicking around ideas and and trying to come up with some ideas for, for a little bit of time here. And I think I think I've got... I think I can build on some things here. So let's talk about let's talk about small scale gardening for a minute. So many some of you might be coming into small scale life and you've just heard the small scale gardening podcast. That's a kind of a new labeling um, of the gardening efforts here at Small Scale Life, but there is a blog by the same name. In 2014, I started blogging. I, this is how I got into blogging at smallscalegardening.com. It was just a humble blog focused on my experience in, my experiments in the garden with canning, food preservation, winemaking, of course, my garden. I just was talking about that. The reason I started is my dad passed away, my grandparents passed away, and nobody had had provided that information about gardening or canning or winemaking. And I, as I've said before, I come from a long line of winers and shiners, so none of that information got transferred. My brother and I, we often sat around the fire going, man, it sure would be nice to know what dad thought about this or what grandma and grandpa did, and how did they do all that? How did they make those decisions? So that's why I started blogging. So there would be some kind of a record in the future for my kids or for whomever. Maybe it would inspire them to try some of this stuff. I mean, this was a blog that I started to document things and things were rolling around along and membership actually was doing all right. And then I started Small Scale Life in 2016 or 2015 and I was doing kind of parallel pod, uh, blogs between Small Scale Life and Small Scale Gardening until I just decided to focus on small scale life and I really stopped publishing small stuff on small scale gardening in 20, 2015, 2016. So if you've been following small scale life over the past year, you've probably noticed some changes since about August of last year. Uh, Jules got more involved. We, were, we started to look at minimalism. We started looking at health and fitness in the first part of the year with our Renew You health and fitness program. Uh, we then jumped into the financial freedom campaign sometime in the second quarter, which really hasn't wrapped up yet. We need to do that. And uh, we, we were exploring some different topics this year. And we had said at the beginning of the year that this was going to be another year of kind of experimenting and seeing, um, you know, pushing ourselves and also seeing what the audience responded to and, and helping people as well. As these topics were going along, I mean, my love is gardening. It has been. I like gardening, canning, food preservation. Uh, yes, winemaking is a lot of fun. I enjoy that. But also kombucha, too. I enjoy that. I enjoy grilling and smoking meat. Now, this is so much fun. There's so much going on there. And uh, I wanted to get back to that stuff. But there was always a lot happening with financial freedom and minimalism and, and the health and fitness renew you. So it's been a long journey. And uh, some things changed. Some things changed in um, about May, June timeframe, 
And uh, plus my job changed a little bit. So things, there's been a lot of things that have been in transition. So as we came into late summer, I suddenly had, I had two blogs, two platforms on my hands because I had to try to get back into gardening and push myself to get back into gardening, to get that, you know, start writing and, and focusing on gardening topics again. I had relaunched small scale gardening, the whole platform. And I've had some videos there. I had some blog posts there, um, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. <laughs> yeah. So I had two podcasts, two or um, two platforms on my hands again. It was just, it was just kind of overwhelm. And if you haven't been in that position, it's kind of like having too much stuff, you know, in your house when you have a room just, just jam packed of stuff. You kind of just shut the door and go, uh, uh, 404 air blue screen. I can't deal with that right now. I'm thinking I'm going to go do something else. So that's kind of where my brain was at. Um, but, um, long story short, I have gotten back into gardening here at small scale life. I've got a new focus. Things have been kind of shaping and let's talk about that for a little bit, a little bit here. So if you've been around small scale life for a while, you know that I've gone to schools in the spring and presented about gardening. It's really simple presentation. I talk about, I bring in a presentation, I have a demonstration, I let the kids get their hands dirty. It's really a lot of fun. And it's, I hope it's so different than just the, oh my gosh, here we have to read this paragraph and oh, let's do this analysis and or do these calculations and learn how to do math and oh my gosh it's actual getting your hands dirty which is pretty cool and it's fun to see those reactions so when i come in and do presentation i talk about the three elements needed to grow healthy plants and that's light nutrients and water have a little brief presentation and i let the students touch and smell different soil types so i bring in some garden soil from my garden i bring in some compost from the compost pile so they can see the leaves and all that kind of stuff in there i bring in a jar of vermiculite, which is so different than the other two, and then some peat moss, which has a distinct smell and feel and properties to it, and then sand, right? Because a lot of our world has sand, and what do you do with that, right? So um, once all the kids touch and see all that, then I create potting mix with a different kind of soil. I use a block of core and water, and it's really cool to see the reaction as I drop this into a five-gallon bucket, add the water, and the thing lets off heat and expands in the whole bucket. It's really pretty cool. And then I let the students plant their own seeds. I have pre-drilled cups with, um, and and they put soil in it and they drop a seed in the cup or maybe two seeds. And in some cases, two or three seeds. And, uh, and then over the next few weeks, the teacher works with the students to water the plants and the plants grow. It's really pretty simple. And I, I use, uh, I've used pole beans in the past and peas and it just, it's great because these things get tall. They look cool. The kids get excited about them. And it's, it's funny to see the kids, uh, planting the students planting these seeds because some of them don't want to get dirty, but then they finally do it and then they have to go wash their hands and it's, it's really fun. And you see some that are comfortable with running around in dirt and they're just, they're all over the place with the dirt. But, um, but then when you come back, cause I've come back to some of these classrooms a few weeks later and these plants are growing and they get, the students get so excited. Like, look at, look at Tom, look at Mr. D, look at these plants they are growing, you know, and it's so exciting to see that. As, as I'm doing this, you know, I, I always had a vision of doing something a little more with it. I realized there was something that was missing with my current process. I needed to do something a little bit more, right? And I needed to spend the time to do it. So my brain has been working on what was missing in that whole process. You know, what, 
what what should I be doing? What should I be adding to it? And I've been um, and I've been thinking about this because I'm going to be presenting at at a couple schools in the spring, and and it really got me going because I did a train presentation, train safety presentation at a school, and I I had an aside conversation with the teacher afterwards, and and the kids were real excited, and and I said, hey, has anybody come in and, and done plants? Talked about plants and growing plants in the spring. She was like, no, I would love to have you in. So, so then I got, uh, I got thinking about it again. And I have to say that I talked earlier about these people doing great things and Nikki Halverson and Michael Bell have inspired me. I mean, they are working with the schools in their, uh, with their schools to teach students more about gardening. So that's a great inspiration and working with schools and the kids resonated with me. So as I was driving last week and and my brain started to wander, as it tends to do on a three or four hour car drive, it just kind of hit me out of the blue. You know, I'm missing the opportunity. I really am. I'm seeing the, the bark in front of the forest. I need to continue the lesson. So I do the presentation. We do the experiment. We grow the seeds, but then I am gone and there's no additional. I mean, there's there could be more. Right, there could be more steps than just these first two steps: the knowledge and the growing, right, or the doing, the planting. So there's more lessons to be learned. I mean, do teachers? I mean, I know they do. Do teachers know what to talk about or do as these as these green beans or these peas or sunflower seeds or whatever continue to grow? And then I thought about the next level: what do the parents know? When what do they know to do when a student brings these things home? I mean, some of them know they have their own gardens, but some of them don't. They've never gardened before. So there's an opportunity there. There's a couple of opportunities there. Opportunities there. So last week, as I was driving and my brain was working on this, I've decided a couple things. One, we're doing some things at Small Scale Life, you know, more gardening and 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 getting back to what we like to do there. And then with small scale gardening, you know, I'm not going to have a competing. I'm not going to have two blogs to kind of lug around and try to figure out what to do with. So I'm going to go take this sporadic gardening blog and focus solely on the school outreach. That's going to be what I'm going to use to go into these schools. And it's a way I can use my schools to teach students and inspire them to put down their cell phones and get their hands dirty, right? So what who doesn't want that? I mean, and we all talk about it. Oh, geez, do you see the zombies out there? They're playing with their phones as they do Pokemon Go out in the park or whatever. They're not even looking at the sun or the trees. They're just walking around with their phone in their hand. But this is an opportunity to to maybe change that for about five minutes, right? So I am focusing on low-cost methods to teach gardening while helping students practice their writing, their math, and their science skills. What do you mean by that? So um, not all schools can have a permanent garden gardening area like Nikki has or like Michael has. So I'm going to be um, looking for ways to put together materials so the individual class can learn and experiment with gardening in their classrooms. So nothing huge, nothing, no big garden beds or anything, but building on my presentation and my exercise and expanding on that a little bit. So I'm going to be working on materials for this effort. You know, it's going to be the first two. We're going to have a presentation to teach kids about the basics about um, light, nutrients, and water. And then we're going to go into the experiment where we're going to plant the seeds. But there's going to be some additional activities 
that will come down the line. Maybe it's a two weeks, maybe it's a three week thing where they're going to have a chance to journal, maybe a chance to measure the plants, maybe um, monitor how much they're watering, what happens to some control plants that the teacher has with, if they put one in a, you know, as the plant starts to grow, if they put it in a cupboard. And thanks, Nikki, for that idea. That was a great idea. But, you know, do some experiments. Yeah, I know that teachers love to have exercises that touch a lot of different areas. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, if you're just solely focused on math, well, then you've got to fill your day with so many other exercises. So this is a chance to touch a lot of different areas and uh, teach some measuring, teach teach how to take care of plants while learning some other other things as well, how to make observations, how to write about it, how to journal, and how to track things. So I think there's some good things that we can do here. Really low cost. I don't, you know, I think this is kind of a charity thing. I would just love people to to have these materials and just say, here, take it, have fun with it, you know, and we'll see where it goes from there. So I'm going to be working on the materials over the next couple of months. I've got some good people to help review materials and provide some feedback. I think it's going to help me a lot because I'm not a teacher, but I know, but I like to talk and I like to write so I can do this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I've got, I want to test this stuff out. I've got a, I've got presentations this spring. I want to use this and I want to see what it can do and see what kind of feedback I get. And the other thing is to um, have a next steps page. So when this is all done and the student takes that plant and that, that booklet home, they'll have a page in there that says, okay, here's the next steps. Here's how you plant that in soil. Here's what you need to do. And so they don't, kill it and forget it when they get, forget it and kill it when they bring it home. So that's kind of the idea. And, um, you know, it's a way to give back using my talents and my skills. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this is nothing, but maybe it's something, maybe it's going to turn into something and, and maybe others will get something out of this. You know, um, I'm not an expert, but I do love plants and I do love doing this kind of thing. So I'm going to be busy working on some of the materials for this. Uh, I'm thinking like a teacher's workbook, you know, that kind of holds, has an outline and some things that they need. And then the student workbook, you know, where they can fill in the rest and work on exercises. I'm thinking some YouTube videos that show that walk through the experiment for like 30 days. Um, and I can do that in my own house and show what it looks like. And then maybe some other materials, um, uh, that can be used for lessons during that two week period or whatever. I'll work with, uh, with my counsel, my expert counsel on that. <laughs> so I can use my talents, writing, presenting, talking, teaching to help the youth learn skills that they can use in their lives. Right. And, and really for their whole lives, they can grow food, they can grow plants, whether it's flowers or vegetables, wherever, right? In your, in your apartment, in your condo, in your house in the country, in your house in the suburbs. You can grow stuff everywhere, anywhere, as long as you, you adhere to the three principles of light, nutrients, and water. So I know in my life, gardening has brought me a lot of joy and peace, especially in this wickedly chaotic and stressful world. I mean, who ever come home from a job and you're like, oh my gosh, the world is on fire and I'm right in the middle of it sizzling. You know, it's it's tough. And I found that gardening is one way that I can find peace, you know, just going out and being in the garden and, uh, you know, ripping out a couple weeds or watering the plants. It's just filling up the wicking beds, whatever it makes. It brings me joy. So hopefully the students can feel some of this peace, joy and accomplishment with their own plants. I mean, 
it's pretty cool to bring this thing home and say, I grew this. This is my, this is the, the seeds I planted and look how they're doing. Isn't this great? So I'm hoping to bring that joy to some of these kids' lives, especially in some areas where, let's face it, they might not be growing many plants, you know, in an urban area, right? Maybe this is a chance for a low cost way that students can try some of this out without much risk to the teacher or the school. So it's your turn. It's time to challenge yourself. I've got a big project ahead of me. I've got to redo some websites and take some social media platforms in different directions and and work with some my expert counsel. But what about you? What can you do to change or help someone in your community? Maybe it's really simple and really actionable. Keep it simple. Lend a hand to someone in need. You know, make your neighborhood just a little bit brighter and a little bit better. Just like that dad and his son walking through the neighborhood, picking up trash. It doesn't have to be a massive effort that takes up gobs of time. So, yeah, I would love to know what you're doing and what you're thinking. You know, And if you don't know, that's cool. But start thinking about it. Get involved. Get out of the house. Do some things in your neighborhood. And as you start to do it, you know, let me know what you're doing. Post some comments on this post. Send a note to me through the contact us page or send me an email at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com. Let us know. I would love to do a second part of this episode. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface. I probably don't know half of what you're doing. Probably a tenth. (laughs) I know everybody's doing lots of good things out there. Maybe you want to share that. Maybe you want to inspire someone else to try. And that's what it's all about. I mean, who knows? You might inspire that person by telling your story. You might inspire someone to learn, do, grow, and be a little better in their own community, in their own life. You never know. Well, that's all I had for you. Um, this is this has been a good one. I mean, there's so much negativity in the world. It just is good to, um, to help somebody. I think Julie and I, we were at a church this weekend, and the pastor said something like that. And it was like, yeah. This really resonated with me is to, you know, you get out of grumpiness by helping somebody. You know, you won't be so angry at things or or depressed about things if you're actually helping somebody. Get out of your own head and help somebody else. I think that's great advice. We've got a great community. We've got great people here that are doing really good things. And uh, feel free to share it with me or just do it. You know, (laughs) if you don't want the spotlight on you, that's cool, too. But get involved in your community. Build that community. Build it. Make it a little better, a little brighter. Well, this is Tom from Small Scale Life. I hope that you enjoyed the show. This has been our 154th journey together. Amazing, huh? Amazing. If you listen to episode one, where I was and what we were doing, the music, everything, the vibe, it's a little different, but you got to start somewhere. And that's the whole thing about this, too, is you got to start somewhere. Simple, humble beginnings. Keep it simple. Keep it simple stupid and that's me <laughs> so thanks for tuning in we'll be back real soon we got some good stuff coming up uh, including some um great interviews so i am so glad you're here and you're part of our community join us at small scale life and uh feel free to send me a question or comment at any time i do appreciate it and thanks terry you are the member of the month you are awesome and everyone else please Feel free to interact with us. All right. This has been Small Scale Life. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. We'll see you real soon. Take care, everybody.
Hey everybody, this is Tommy Cakes. It's been a long time since I've been on the show, but since they're calling it the Half Hour Happy Hour, that's right in my wheelhouse. And you know me, I'm all about building community by having a really good time at the lounge. It's all good, I really like it. So I'm out here outside the lounge, I've got, you know what, can you hear the ice a-tinkling? There it is! Yes, it's time for our favorite part of the show, the half hour happy hour. We're going to do a social. It's time to have a little bit of this drinky drink. So everybody grab your drinky drink. Go get it. You can hit pause and go get your drinky drink or maybe it's coffee or whatever you got. And, uh, you know, here we go. So when I count it down, we're going to have a little drinky drink. So uh, let's go. Let's go. Three, two, one. Social. Mm. Ah, it's delicious, delicious I hope you enjoyed the show I hope you enjoyed our little social time Here at the happy half hour It's a beautiful thing I hope you're starting to think about Building your community and making an impact Right where you are Maybe it's taking out a friend to dinner Maybe you're going to go and have a little social time With that person and pay the bill just an act of kindness, right? Nothing, nothing, uh, nothing wild or crazy, but just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the friends. Build the friendships and the relationships. Be a good person in your community and then start to make change that way. In a social, a little drinky drink is always good with it. So you have a good day. We'll talk to you real soon here on the Small Scale Life Happy Half Hour Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. This is Tommy Cakes. Talk to you later. Dinkle wants some dinkles. Give it to me. Huh? Come on. Do it. Lay it on right here. Do it. Do it. Okay? okay. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Bacardi and Cola. Do it. Do it. Okay. I'll be right back.